0: Why hello there! You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I'm your host Amy. This is the podcast where we only put out aesthetic vibes. There are too many bad vibes in the universe so this podcast is dedicated to turning that around and spreading all the positivity. This podcast will focus on all types of relevant and irrelevant topics. Sometimes we dive into the deep and meaningful, and other times they're completely meaningless. But one thing's for sure, you will walk away with a really aesthetic vibe. And I hope I can empower you to build a really aesthetic life. Welcome to today's episode, we're going to talk about some terrifying true stories, and I'll also touch on some of the totally normal things that I find really embarrassing for no apparent reason. Okay, let's get started. Let's start with Elsa from Frozen. In 2013, a Frozen Elsa doll was gifted as a Christmas gift to a child. The doll sang, let it go, when the button on the front of it was pressed. The mother, Emily, stated that for two years it recited the song in English. Then in sometime in 2015, It started alternating between Spanish and English. There was no function on the doll itself to actually change languages, so this was quite odd. The family owned the doll for about six years and never needed a battery change. In December 2019, the family decided to dispose of the doll, so they threw the doll out. A few weeks later, they found the doll sitting in their living room. All members of the family claiming they hadn't put the doll there they had no idea where it came from following this Elsa stopped singing let it go and was now only speaking Spanish when the button was pressed at this point the family decided we gotta get rid of this doll again they double bagged it and put it in the bottom of the garbage bin they then went on a short family trip and surprise surprise Guess who was waiting for them on their return? Sitting in their backyard. In the end, they mailed the doll to a family friend who put the doll on the front bumper of his truck. So far so good, she hasn't returned yet. Our next story is Sashta Grown. Joseph Edward Duncan had been on the run from police for several years for sexual assault. Joseph was said to be very charming and manipulative and he was defined as pure evil. Joseph camped outside a family's rural home for some time. He'd chosen the house because he saw children's toys outside of it. He ended up watching the house and getting to know the family's routine. They had a 10 year old boy, Dylan, and an eight year old daughter, Sashta, both of which he wanted to kidnap. So one night Joseph acted on his plan. He found a broken lock on a door. He entered the house, killed the parents, and then kidnapped the children. He travelled with the kids, sexually assaulting, torturing and raping them. Joseph ended up shooting Dylan, but Sashta talked him out of killing her. There is CCTV footage of Joseph and Sashta at a petrol station. For most people, they would have appeared like a normal father and daughter. They then traveled to a diner, where a waitress noted something just wasn't right here, and she called the police. Sashta was saved after being with Joseph for seven weeks. As he was being taken away, he said, promise me you'll come visit me in prison. She said she would. Joseph was put on death row, and he was also found guilty for an additional three child murders. He ended up dying from cancer, as for Sashta, her life has been terrible since. Drug addiction, in and out of prison, and her children being taken away from her. Jabera, Vera. Paulette was a four-year-old girl that went missing from her bedroom in March 2010. Paulette was a disabled girl with little body functioning, which made the disappearance even more bizarre. Once her family noticed she was missing, they started a search with media, local police, and on social media. The police searched the home many times and found no evidence or clues as to where she'd disappeared to. Over the course of the next few weeks, the family members and friends came and stayed to assist with the search, several friends staying in Paulette's bed overnight. Paulette's body was eventually found wrapped up in the sheets of her bed between the mattress and the foot of her bed, she had been there the whole time. Or had she? Her death was ruled an accident, with the theory being that she turned herself around in her bed and ended up at the foot of the bed dying of asphyxia. Many controversies came out of this story, including the family's nannies insisting the body was never under the mattress because they looked in that location In fact, there was no bunching of the sheets or blankets at the foot of the bed. A close friend also slept in the bed and claimed there was no smell or any stains on the bedding. A recording was later released of a conversation between the mother and Paulette's older sister, with the mother telling her to not say anything about the disappearance or they will be blamed. There was even an interview where the mother commented that Paulette was wearing a certain pair of pyjamas when she went missing. However, a YouTube video emerged later showing those exact pyjamas sitting in her room before the body was found. What happened to Paulette? in 2009 a man by the name of john edward jones was exploring the nutty putty cave in utah this particular cave is known for its exceptionally small and twisting spaces the area john was in is known as the birth canal due to how small it is um and ew yuck why would someone willingly enter a birth canal? (laughs) Foul. (laughs) On a trip to the caves, John, his brother, and nine friends decided to go exploring. John went to explore the birth canal section, but something went wrong, and he ended up in another section of the cave. The section of the cave John ended up in was in fact a dead end. John needed to turn the way he came in to exit the cave. He got stuck in a downward angle with an arm under his body and one twisted behind him. He couldn't turn around or wiggle backwards. John's brother found him and tried to pull him out of the cave. The cave floors were so slippery that each time John was pulled out, he slid directly back in. John was six feet tall and weighed 200 pounds, which is roughly 90 kilos. He was trapped in a 10 inches by 18 inches space. Rescuers were soon sought. Due to the narrow shapes of the caves, only one rescue worker could come in at a time to reach John. John was becoming more and more stressed as time went on and as he was trapped upside down, his heart became strained from gravity. After about 19 hours of attempted rescue, the workers ended up lowering a walkie-talkie on a rope to John so he could speak to his wife. After more work, the rescue team secured a rope around his legs and created a pulley system to lift John out of the cave. As they were pulling on John, the rope broke and he fell even deeper into the cave. When a medical professional was able to reach John, they pronounced him dead after a long 28 hours. A decision was made that this part of the cave was far too dangerous, so the cave was permanently sealed with concrete. John's body remains in the nutty putty cave allison botha Alison was having a social night with friends in Port Elizabeth in South Africa. After all of her friends had left her apartment, she drove the final guest home. She returned to her apartment where she parked her car. Alison was confronted by a man with a knife who forced his way inside her vehicle. The man told her he would kill her if she didn't move over and allow him to drive her car. He stated he wanted to use the car for an hour. The attacker then forced her into the back of the vehicle and drove her car to his accomplice. The attackers were identified as Franz Dutoit and Theons Kruger. They took her to a deserted area where they brutally raped her. Then they decided they were going to kill her. Initially, they tried to suffocate her, but this didn't work. They then stabbed her 30 times in the abdomen. Following this, Alison's leg twitched, and they decided they hadn't completely finished the job. So they slashed her throat 16 times. Feeling quite happy with themselves, the men stepped back from her body. One asked, do you think she's dead? with the other replying, no one can survive that. The men then left her to die. Alison was intent on ensuring she left clues as to who had done this to her. She wrote the attackers' names in the dirt, and then, I love you mum. Alison then saw headlights in the bushes and thought if she could get to the road, someone might see her. Alison tried to get up but she then soon realised the extent of her injuries. Her head started to fall backwards as she had nearly been decapitated. She also noticed her intestines spilling from her stomach. She had to use one hand to keep her organs in and the other to hold her head on. Alison managed to get herself to the road after falling many times and losing vision she collapsed on the road. Fortunately, Alison didn't need to wait long for a passerby. Tian saw her lying on the road and stopped. The passerby was a veterinary student who used some of his training to keep her alive whilst they waited for emergency services. On arrival to the hospital, hospital staff and doctors had never seen injuries of this nature. Against all the odds, she went from the brink of death to managing to survive. What a fucking badass. She remembered everything about her attackers. She was able to identify them from police pictures. And this led to a fast arrest of these absolute fucking animals. Even though she'd survived. The attack, as you can imagine had long-term physical and emotional impacts on her life. Alison today is a motivational speaker, now advocating for survivors of rape to come forward and tell their stories. I don't know about you guys but I truly find real stories far more creepier than any ghost story or horror film or make-believe story. As with every podcast, we close out with a lighter segment. So, this episode, I'm going to focus on some normal things that I find completely embarrassing for no apparent reason. Okay, let's do this. Okay, my first completely embarrassing thing for no apparent reason is walking in front of a group of people so if i'm getting up and there's a few people like maybe um, i have to put something in the bin or i'm accepting an award or maybe i'm just getting up to walk off the bus or uh, maybe there's a team meeting and i'm getting up to walk to the bathroom for example I find this super embarrassing for no reason at all and sometimes my legs forget what walking is and then I know that I'm kind of walking like a Lego man or a robot and I kind of like stagger like a weirdo Um, but yeah getting up and walking in front of people for some reason is highly embarrassing to me. Yeah, the second one I, I don't think I'm alone with this one but people singing happy birthday to me <laughs> I just find it so embarrassing let's not um, I have no idea where to look I have no idea what to do with my hands um, please don't take pictures because that really makes it worse um, so let's just not sing happy birthday anymore we'll save that for the younger kids my third is just really random I don't know this this one's one that's bothered me for so long um (laughs) so it's working out what to do with my tongue at the dentist and I find this really embarrassing so I never know what to do and I had braces maybe like eight years ago so I was constantly at the dentist getting them tightened um but what do I do like this is embarrassing does my tongue just turn into a lump and I just leave it in my mouth as a lump or am I meant to like make it firm and move it out of the way um I just I don't know what to do with my tongue and I find it really embarrassing because sometimes when you make it a lump they're like shoving it out of the way and then other times when you're trying to put it out of the way they're locking it down and like shoving it to the side and I just never know what to do and I find it so embarrassing because you can't really ask um (laughs) I I think I have asked once and the dentist is like, oh, we'll sort it out. Don't worry. Um, okay, but that's embarrassing. What do I do? Am I doing the wrong thing? So my fourth may be uh, something that other people have experienced too. So I find it really embarrassing when someone's holding a door or lift When I'm a little bit behind them, I'm always like, do I run? (laughs) Uh, Do I suddenly walk faster? Uh, And what do I say when I get there? Like, thank you. Um, And what if they're smiling at me? Like, it's even more embarrassing. What else am I supposed to say? But like that little run thing that you do and you're like, oh, thanks, as you jump in. Oh, my God. So embarrassing. So embarrassing. Just let the doors slam in front of me. I'll be far happier to grab the door myself. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I appreciate people being kind, but it's so embarrassing. Okay, my last one is (laughs) getting my groceries after I've paid back into my trolley. With someone waiting behind me or maybe you're exiting you've just paid and you're waiting to receive your change Um, I always find if I have to put something back in my wallet I'm doing it super fast so the person behind me doesn't have to wait and then I'm always rushing to grab my stuff like a crazy person and then throw it in my cart and then get out of the way really quick I just find it really embarrassing, particularly if I'm doing things super slowly. And I never know, am I functioning slow? Am I aggravating that person? (laughs) Well, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's topic where we spoke about some terrifying true stories. And where I reflected a little bit on some of the things that I find embarrassing for no apparent reason. Join me next week when I unpack the topic of mental health. I'm anticipating this might be a multiple-part series due to the volume of content I'd like to cover. In addition, I am going to share with you some of the dumbest things I've ever done. This is a long list <laughs> so I will Handpick some of the best. In the meantime, let's hang out on social media. So hit me up at Aesthetic Vibes Pod or drop me an email at Aesthetic Vibes Podcast at Outlook.com. Well, until next time, bye.